Ever wondered what goes on in the kitchens of Melbourne's restaurants? I'm Jo Ritty, and Conversation with the Chef gives you the backstory of some of our favourite eating spots. Hi Jo, how, how are you? Yourself, how are you? Good, thank you. You don't want a coffee or anything? No, I'm good with water. You're good? Thank you. Sorry, I'm a bit early. I just, you know. No, no, no. I, you're, I was actually, I thought we were going to do a conference call, and I'm like, it popped up in my calendar. I'm like, yeah, I'll call for that time. She hasn't rung me yet, and I'm like, oh, that happens. Um, I think, because I always prefer to have a good conversation in person, yeah. but I think sometimes the PR people think, oh, it's just going to be yeah, yeah. on the phone. But thank yeah. you, I'm here. That's all right. That's all right. So you were actually my first. Um, conversation with the chef when I was writing for the North Sider back in um, maybe 2014 or 15 or something like that. Oh, and I had this I idea. Feel old. Oh, okay, we've all, <laughs> we've all gone down that track. But um, I always had this idea to do a conversation with a chef because my friend back in Christchurch, Nikki um, McDermott, was a head chef and she'd worked in London at Pearl and different places. And the way she talked about food was always really great. And when I moved to Melbourne, I started doing a bit of food writing for the North Side. And I thought, oh, maybe I can do a conversation with a chef. And I was in St. Crispin one night and I said, and I said to you, oh, would you be in conversation with a chef? And, um, and you luckily said yes. So you were my first. And now I've kind of taken it out on my own to this website. And, um, and then I thought, oh, how nice to revisit <laughs> Yeah, cool. See what's become of you. Yeah, yeah. This is great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So well done. Uh, so we're now coming up to two years. Yeah. October 17, we kind of open. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. that's kind of a bit of a milestone, isn't it, for restaurants? Because there's a lot, a lot of places open, and then it's you know it's the longevity, isn't it? That so yeah, the past two years is pretty good. You never guaranteed though, you know, like a good friend of mine who um, Hayden at Woodland House, they closed last week or the week before, and they've been five years. Okay. Yeah, so they, you know, you just, there's no rhyme or reason. You no. Know, today's. So you can't really read the market to see what might happen, it's just, you just have to give it a go, I suppose. You know, like even there was, um, sorry, there was, um, the Food and Wine Awards, uh, the Good Food and Wine Awards, for, it was kind of to do with, um, um, with our Victorian thing here, but it was more a national thing though, um, but they had their awards not last time not before but anyway Conor Christopoulos got an award for you know his time with um, you know obviously the group he's what six, seven, eight restaurants now anyway he, he came on stage and basically in his speech he said look you know um, what we're experiencing now in our industry is I've never seen it before but it's not phenomenal like, you know, in terms of um Everything, the economy is a massive part of it. I think everyone's you know, a bit nervous about us being in a recession. I think we really are. And we're always, the restaurants are always, because people, the first thing they come is social budget. Yeah. So um, restaurants are generally a good indicator Yeah, I think Uber Eats has been a massive thing in our industry. I think it's changed the way people perceive food to be, too. You know, not, I'm not talking about our 
Like, yeah, there was another, I read something else yesterday, and he said, like, you know, the, the current kids don't even know how to cook. No, that's right. I think that's really true. Just, I think as I talk, oh, um, Annie Smithers, when I was speaking, talking to her, she was saying how, you know, she likes to do these cooking classes, but people almost have a fear of... Of the food, of the not food in terms of eating it, but just of doing the wrong thing with it. Whereas I think, yeah, to kind of grow up. Yeah. It's really strange, but yeah, just a simple, you know, even just a simple thing. So it's, it's kind of interesting. Look, you know, we just we love what we do, and we just keep doing it. And yeah, that's right. So, yeah. So I was reading around some of the you know some of the pe- things that people write about you, and people often use words like um, idiosyncratic or unique style. And um, how would you describe your what you do with food? <laughs> oh, well, I've never really thought that. <laughs> you know, I would I don't know I would somewhat say the opposite. I think it's you know like classical you know modern. I'm not. Um, Philippe Michel, where he's of, of that kind of older school. Um, how would I describe it? I think it's you know it's it's always 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 seasonal. Like the biggest thing for me is it needs to be um, you know what's in right now, what's you know, local, what's available, what's you know especially with what's going on in the environment. So, yeah, you know needs to be sustainable, needs to be all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, like using small farmers and using, um, you know, small producers, same goes with the food and the wine. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, I don't know, it's, look, it's, you know, at heart I was French trained and more that side of it, but I think it's slightly... Um, you know, a little bit modern, a little bit interesting, a little bit not too quirky, not too left to centre, and not too kind of classical. So, yeah, mm. yummy, tasty. You know, for me, I think the beast needs to be about flavour. You know, I think, you know, there are some places in Melbourne who are, you know, have um, really good following who I believe don't. They just don't pack the, you know, yeah. It's interesting though, I think the pendulum is swinging back to to more traditional kind of um, just delicious, I don't want to say cosy, I'm not describing your food as cosy, but that's sort of just feeling really happy when you eat it, rather than having something that you've got to, you know, work out what it is. I'm trying to think of a was, but someone said that to me like I don't know, a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah. It's really quite interesting. Like, yeah, they reckon I was going to come full circle again. And, yeah. I mean, and that's look, the worst question you ever get asked is what's the next food you know, I don't suddenly everyone's doing tacos or whatever. Yeah. Know, like, yes, we always try and. Move with, the time, move with the times and try and modernise and change uh, dishes to, you know, whether it's seasonal changes or even, like, sometimes 
um, say from last spring to this spring, I might bring a dish, and it might come out, it might come back as the exact same dish, the exact replica. Sometimes it might get a little tweak here or there, the other, which is you know again constant evolution or improvement. Yeah. So. yeah. In your evolution, and I suppose what you're being informed by, how do you, how do you keep learning as a chef who's working lots of hours and doing? Do you read, do you read books? Do you have, where are you coming up with these different ways of doing? A little bit of everything, you know, like you know, you got to pick up your phone and you know scroll through Instagram and you know kind of see stuff like that. But in the same time too, I think you have to be careful not to change what you believe and I'm not saying you're going to change your piece or something like that but sometimes you can you know and I've seen it with chefs where they you can see a, a, a replication or something from something that they've seen so yeah so you have to be careful about that you know I'm I'm a green thumb I've got a veggie patch at home so sometimes that reminds you about stuff that oh, shit you know I forgot about that vegetable that ingredient um you know, talking to industry, people, you know a lot about, oh, I'm using this amazing product, or I'm using this, you know, great supplier for this. Um, books, slightly. You know, every, like, and, and do you know what? Sometimes you, like, you, I reckon, you know, nearly a book, 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 book gets released every week, so... You can't keep up with them. No, so, I've been invited to two launches. Of there you go. Scott's and um, uh, Costco, no, Tulum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, and I have lots of cookbooks. But, yeah. but often, if, if, I'm not a chef, but if I want to cook something, I usually just Google it. And then you're like, it's just, what am I doing? I've got this bookshelf yeah. full of cookbooks. Um, They're beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, sometimes I find myself going back to old favourites that are, you know, they've been on the, on the shelf for ages, and it's not it's not really about an idea sometimes or a concept, more it's something like an ingredient that you've forgotten about. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And look, uh, Stephanie's is one that I always go back to the Cook's Companion, the big fat. You know, my one looks like, it looks like the dog's bitten it. It's yeah. really so well used. Um, so, yeah. They even fail her recipes, I think, and I like, I like that it's alphabetised. Yes. Yeah. It's an amazing, I think that book is absolutely amazing. I think she was so ahead of her time with it, and it's, yeah, yeah it's, it will live the test of time for sure. So, yeah, yeah it's more so with books, I think the older ones, you know, sometimes the internet, sometimes not, yeah. Chefs, you know, and sometimes too it comes from the, the, the wine team. Like, oh, yeah. like, yeah, you know, look, we've got this certain, um, you know, we've got this small boutique producer, they've given us this, you know, what do you think about the dish to go with it? And we'll sit there and, you know, kind of mess around with certain things. Um, I guess throw ideas around first, and then, you know, we'll do, I'll do, a, I guess, a concept dish and then go from there. Yeah. And has running a business solo, has that changed the way you approach things or do you feel more vulnerable or? Yeah, in a way, I mean, in a, in a way, yes and no, there's, there's, I guess there's two sides of the coin, you know, you've got that, um, you know, other half there next to you, you know, and there's always someone you can kind of, you know, pick up the phone and bounce ideas off or... Um, run things by but then at the same time too 
when you want to change something or when you want to, you know, like, oh, I want to change something. And not Nick's and Chrisman, I had pretty much free reign. I didn't really, yeah. you know, it was more the business side of it that, you know, I guess Scott and I would um, discuss in that. So, um, yeah, so look, it's, you know, there are times where I kind of think, you know, this is, I wish I had someone with me here along the way, but, you know, it, it changes to, you know, like I, I use my wife a lot as a sounding board and use other people in the industry. Yeah. Like I know Luke at Tipo and Stereo really well. Yeah. So I'll go down there and have a coffee with him. Katarina, it's been there for, you know, like 22 years. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's no one that knows you know, people and restaurants better than me. So, you know, again, I was, a, I was only there yesterday, you know, asking her opinion about stuff. So, yeah, you rely on, again, you know, it's, it's a really small industry. And, you know, you rely on I do like that idea of, of there being a community, and you know, oh, I think... Because um, we're all in it together. It doesn't, doesn't matter what, you know, whether we're competition, whether we're not. We're not really, I think, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, um, the, the more the area, you know, I think in a location or in a certain area, I think Because I'm, like, to give you an idea, I'm a standalone here at night. So we don't, next door don't open, Katarina's don't open, you know, and even though Palermo's just stone straight, you can see it. Yeah. You know, we're kind of essentially standalone. So, yeah. But, yeah, you too, you, you know, our industry is, you know, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of, Mm. silly people in there but yeah. you know yeah I think on the whole I think it's um, yeah a, a really really small tight knit community yeah. Yeah. and so now the Saks Kitchen um, you were already running snacks and sort of things out of here but what's changed in terms we, of rebranding? Um, in terms of the, I guess the original concept from when we first launched Saks, it was always, um, it was always destined to be a restaurant. I had a really clear vision of what we kind of did there and to be honest we started with a bar concept down here at the start and you know it was just, it was, I don't think it was the right market and yeah, so we ended up doing post that we ended up doing the a la carte menu upstairs and downstairs so they're always the, the you know five or six little things snacks at the start at the start of the a la carte menu um, yeah but it's I mean now it's more you know and again thinking about the way I think the, the delineation in between um, customers and I, I would dare to say age demographic of how they eat like I you know when I go out I don't like to share food do you know what I'm going to order this this is what I want to order you know like like within reason you know whereas I just I don't know for me I I find the sharing thing a little bit kind of strange whereas you know the younger generation it's Mm. You know, they want to experience, rather than experience one amazing, you know, perhaps more constructed dish, they would rather have, you know, like five or six or seven or eight, you know, small little things they can, they can have a little bit of that, oh, I love that, you know, let's get another one, oh, yeah, that's all right, you know, I prefer that. Maybe that speaks to their lack of commitment. <laughs> 
and their need for entertainment. True, I never I thought of it. I didn't either until just then. You know, like, like, you know, my two now, my two kids are like, you know, ten years old, and it's hard enough. Can you keep your dishwasher? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the attention span is about. Yeah, and they don't want to miss out on anything, so maybe it's like. <laughs> So, yeah, so in a way, it's a little bit of a to that, and, um, yeah, trying to, um, you know, cater for, cater for kind of two different um, audiences. So, yeah, you know, the same ethos behind it, you know, the, the best ingredients that you get, seasonal, you know, cha- evolving slightly, but probably a little bit more statement other than the seasonal kind of side of it. So, yeah, and Two kitchens, or oh, just one kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. So upstairs, so it's just kind of both. So. Yeah. Okay. A few stair, there's a really good stairmaster there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Selling point. Well, it's not as big. You did. You would have gone upstairs to St Crispin. Yeah. Uh, well, the coming there? back down the stairs yes. of St Crispin, when you had the little bar up there, and I had a cocktail, and then tried to negotiate the stairs, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to be super careful about the bar so there. So, yeah, it's, this one's not too bad. It's pretty forgiving. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's uh, plenty. Thank yeah. you. No worries. Easy. I just need a photo though. Yes.